and all the time. And you may be seated. Praise the Lord. We're so glad to have each and every one of you here today. And I want to first let me welcome our online audience. I do know that we have listeners and watchers uh, in Wisconsin, Illinois, Florida. I feel sorry for you Florida people with such nice weather. Baloney. I don't really feel that way. I'm glad you have it. we got nice weather for us, though. We really do. I want to ask Sister Janet. She's got a sister with her this morning, and I'd like for Janet to introduce her to you. I have never met her before. This is Jeannie. She lives in Edgewater, Florida. (laughs) All right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. You, you, that's right. You probably should give her another chair for being Craig's sister-in-law, but I don't. That's up to you. All right. Thank the Lord. And I appreciate the fact that we are honored with our overseer and his wife, regional overseer, Bishop Gary and Cynthia uh, Smith. And they're just here visiting with us. And give them a good welcome, would you please? Praise the Lord. They will, of course, officially be making them a visit to us at another point in the calendar year or the year. And we welcome that. But we also want to, I've already told them, you can pick up on this and do with it what you can. I'd like them to become a part of the woodwork here too, okay? They, they lived where they could, all right. Now, we'll just put it all on you guys. Now, we're going to, I'm going to ask our bishop if he would just stand and greet us so you have a beautiful understanding of the tone of his voice. We are excited about being back. Uh, this is actually our first time in this building. Uh, I, I preached my first sermon at Summit Street Church. And so we go way back here. Uh, I want to acknowledge your pastor and his wife, uh, they have just served with distinction and honor throughout the Church of God prophecy, and it's uh, been my delight to uh, now uh, follow them on two different occasions in appointment, and we appreciate the anointing on their life and their vision for this church, and we're, we're so thankful already for what we've experienced. The Sunday school lesson was powerful today, spoke to my heart, and we rejoice with you about what the Lord's doing here now. Uh, also, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge uh, Brother Sister Nagel. Uh, we so admired her vision and passion, and to s- still have them here, keeping on, keeping on for the Lord. We're, we're excited about what God's uh, plans are for us and being a part of what He wants to do now. Uh, we uh, we want to finish well. We want to finish strong. Amen. Um, Amen. And, and I know I'm not on to speak today, but when we were uh, as we were starting service today and acknowledging all the things that we're thankful for and appreciative of. We're just so grateful for the opportunity to be home and to be a family and have a chance to minister to our family. Many of you prayed for my brother Roger. Uh, He is home, doing wonderful now. You wouldn't know that he had had any side effects of a brain bleed. And we appreciate your prayers for Roger. All right, thank you. Brother Smith has been married to a little lady that is from this area here, Cynthia. Faust was her last name many years ago, more years than I could have got fingers probably. 
two, uh, four plus two score years ago, something like that. And Sister Cynthia, you're so timid and bashful, but I'm going to I'm going to press on you here to stand and greet everyone as well. I'd love to. <laughs> God is good all the time. No doubt about it. Um, the song that I just kind of like it, the goodness of God. Yes. All my life, he's been faithful. All my life, he's been so, so good. And I am thankful for that. I met him when I was six. I still know him. Amen. I still know him. He has been faithful and kept me in my walk. He's kept me all along the way, uh, by my side, helping, leading, guiding, teaching. And I bless the Lord for that. But And we are just so very grateful. Uh, Praise the Lord. We know that wasn't the reason we're brought to the area, but it sure is a wonderful perk. Amen. Because um, I was from the Raytown Church. Um, from one year old, that's where we started. And <laughs> I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. That I was brought up in church, brought up to know and love and honor and respect the Lord God Almighty. I love that. And I just want to do what I can do. Great or small, it matters not. Whatever I can do for the goodness of the Lord, I want to do that. Yes. Amen. Good morning. Love being here. Amen. Sunday school? Oh, my. If you don't go to Sunday school, you are missing something. That's wonderful. Come first for Sunday school. Come to Sunday school. All right. <laughs> Oh, maybe we're going to have to go the other way, though. Uh, All right, give this message here. Would you do that, please? We appreciate them very, very much. At this time, we're going to uh, continue with our worship, our welcome. We have a couple wrinkles into the program this morning, and that is the reason for me doing this at the beginning. And thank you, Brother and Sister Smith. And not saving the best for the last today. We got the best for the first. And uh, Brother Harold, our associate pastor, is going to take over at this point. Let us continue to worship the Lord. Do about that because we really need to do some laundry. Lord, will you 
please give me a more grateful heart. Buddy! My car! Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, huh? <laughs> That's going to be your challenge for this week. Yes, sir. Oh, you're trying to. It doesn't work for you, does it? <laughs> That's your challenge for this week. Uh, think about what you're taking for granted um, throughout this coming week. As, as things are coming in your life, just take a moment. You don't have to wait till Thursday. Do it all week. Find out uh, what you're taking for granted and be thankful for those things. Um, we're going to start off with a joke this morning because Joe challenged me today, gave me a joke and challenged me to read this one. So I'm going to put the blame on him, but I'm going to read it. <laughs> Why did God create man before woman? Uh-oh. Because he did not want any advice on how to do it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Joe was thankful for your friendships. <laughs> uh, we do want to make a couple of announcements as we get started this morning. Um, no, no services here Wednesday, um, right before Thanksgiving, so we will have no church services here Wednesday. And then remember, uh, November 26th, which is Friday, and then Saturday at Olathe, there's a youth revival. Well, not, not Olathe, 21st Street. 21st Street's a youth revival. Um, the services will start at 7 p.m. If you need the address, it's in the bulletin. Um, and then on Saturday, they're actually having a dinner before service, and that's at 5 p.m. And it's uh, when, I, when, when they say youth revival, I believe it's, it's youth kind of youth-led revival, but everybody's welcome to come and attend. They're not keeping us old people out. So uh, we can show up. Um, but yeah, it'd kind of be youth led revival. And then, uh, if you want to go to dinner on Saturday, that's at five, but services are at seven. So if you have any questions, see the bulletin for addresses, or you can ask us and we can probably help direct you there. So remember that. And then December 4th is Christmas party for the ladies. Ladies Christmas party at Vicky's house. Yes. Vicky's house. The address is in the bulletin December 4th. If you want a carpool, you can meet here cause it is out in the country. So if you want a carpool, we'll meet here at 430 um, on December 4th. Bring a gift for the gift exchange, $10 or less, or, you know, or a re-gift, something, whatever. Just, just a fun game we do with that. And then there's a food sign-up sheet that Doris made for us on the back. Um, yeah, that thing. Uh, back there, stand. Thank you. Um, there's a food sign-up sheet there. Um, so sign up for that. There are some different like veggie trays, fruit trays, and like cheese and sausage platters. So feel free to work together with a couple of people on those um, to bring food for those. So did I cover that good, Doris? Okay. All right. And uh, I think that's it for the party. So yes, come, ladies. We'll have a good time. All right. I do want to mention uh, the food pantry that just went up out there last week. Uh, Everett came in yesterday uh, right before we had a men's ministry, and somebody was up there getting some food and uh, stopped him and, and thanked him for us doing that, said they had had a tough week and they really needed some help and some food. So they were very appreciative. So we'll pass that on to the church that uh, it's already being used for what it's there for. So that's good. Praise God for that. 
Yes, and keep donations coming uh, out there. We've, we've looked at it, and it's definitely being used. Um, it's only been out there for about half a week, I think. So, uh, yeah, we can always use donations. If you can bring anything, feel free to do that and just put it right in there and uh, keep it going. So is there any other announcements? Susan has something. Okay, in the entry. Okay, all right, there's a box out in the uh, upstairs entryway where you can uh, put them in the basement there. Yeah, any other announcements? Anything we missed? Nothing? All right, let's all stand. Um, we'll start this morning with a time of prayer. If anyone has prayer requests, wants to make it known, you can. Yes, Sister Millie. All right, let's remember uh, Millie's friend, Ray. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's remember Sonny's mother-in-law. Okay. All right, yes, lost loved ones. Anyone else? Molly? Molly's daughter-in-law's mother. Let's remember her. Unspoken requests. We can raise our hands. God knows each one. All right, let's pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time. God, just thanking you, Lord, first of all, for our opportunity, God, just to be here, to meet here today, God. And we don't want to take that for granted, Lord, that we um, can come together, God, and meet, God, and, and that you are here with us, Lord. And God, we know that you know each and every heart, God, you know individual need that was mentioned, Lord, and you can be with Millie's friend, God, and the situation, Lord, with drugs, God, we just ask that you would come into his life, God, and just to, um, you're able to bring a time of peace, God, and, and comfort to him, Lord, let those around him, God, um, speak to him, Lord, be witnesses to him, God, that something would help turn his heart to you, God, open his eyes, Lord, we just pray that you would situation, God, and with Sister uh, Molly's request, God, that you can be with this lady, Lord, and her need, God, we just ask for healing in her, that you watch over her at this time, God, and uh, help supply her, God, with, with what she needs, Lord, for all the unsaved loved ones, God, to know each one where they're at, God, each need, Lord, we're just asking that uh, they would um, see things in their lives, have people in their lives, God, that would help
your name we pray. Amen. Amen. If we could have a couple ushers come up. We'll receive, it's third Sunday uh, of the month, so it'll be an expense offering this morning. So anything you give will go towards church expense. If you mark it on an envelope or on the check, it'll go to wherever you mark it as. And if you're watching online, you can give there as well. And um, there's also a, a button there with the different funds you can select. So um, let's pray this morning again. God, we thank you for this opportunity to give, God, and to uh, just uh, what you've given us, Lord. We just ask that you will bless this offering, God, that you will multiply it towards its need, that it will be used as you see fit, God, and as you want it to be. In your name we pray. Amen.
crown of glory today? Amen. Amen. And one day we'll see our precious Savior face to face.
did have this song picked out before Sister Cynthia testified. All my life he has been faithful. <laughs> I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen.
a day when we can sing that face to face with our Savior. All my life, God, you were faithful. All my life, God, you were so good to me. You were so good to me, Lord. Even in the darkest night, you were the closest one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you led me through this life to you. Thank the Lord for his blessings. Amen. Thank the Lord for his love, his mercy. And thank the Lord that we are redeemed by the blood yes. of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Every year, I think every minister, every pastor especially, seeks to say something from the pulpit on Thanksgiving Eve Sunday that perhaps is different unique, a blessing, of course, always, and such is the hair-pulling significance that I have. As you see, I'm so bald now. The fact is that there really isn't anything new that we can present other than what the Lord inspires us to give and share with our congregation today. And sometimes I wish that my presentations didn't seem so simplistic. However, that is what happens when you reach a certain point and you just don't have any ideas other than what the Lord is going to give you. The thought that I have been plagued with, and I want to tell you that I've been plagued with this thought this week, is I am redeemed. Oh, I know that. Oh, wow, what a subject, Pastor, you've got there. Well, I can tell you something. It is a real great subject, and it's even a greater thing to be able to say from your heart, I am redeemed. 
And reading my text today, I'm beginning this Thanksgiving message with this thought from the Apostle Paul to the church at Colossia, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. That is just not rhetoric, folks. That is a powerful comment from the Apostle of Apostles. And what a comment it is for you and I to be able to say on this Thanksgiving week, we have been delivered from the power of darkness. Obviously, darkness represents evil, that which is sinful, that which snares the soul and seeks to doom it to a devil's hell. But thank God, as the apostle said, who hath delivered us from the power. Yes, it is a powerful thing. It's a grasping thing. Uh, some of you, when you walked in darkness and was able to come to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, you understand that the devil did not want to just kick you out and get rid of you. He held on to you as much as he could. And uh, I think when we look at this verse of Scripture and we just see the simple words, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And then the rest of that particular verse, who hath translated us, how? By the blood of the Lord Jesus by, or of Christ, by us coming by way of repentance, seek to God's forgiveness through His Son, to the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Well, yes, indeed. It is a simplistic type message to a group of people that for the most part all have been delivered from their sins here on this Thanksgiving Eve Sunday. And we're in church waiting to see what all this week holds. And you've already noticed the church bulletin that we have no local in-house activities this week. As we designate, as we have for the last number of years, this is a week to be with your family. Many are traveling. Others have got those traveling to us. And here we are in this opening week, perhaps Christmas season as well, and we are anticipating all the things that come with it. And I know one of the things that I'm anticipating is the fact that my baby girl, just little bitty baby girl, 40-something years old, of course, but uh, are going to be with us for Thanksgiving. I called her yesterday. Now, I realize she's a professional lady. She has the uh, oversight of all the school's nutrition program in the uh, city of Winsville, Missouri, one of the largest school districts in the state. But she is my baby. 
I can't help it, and she can't help it. I said to her, Gwen, I am so excited about you coming. And she being the dear professional daughter that she is, she says, Daddy, I'm so excited about coming too. That's my baby. Well, Thanksgiving week is a great time. But let me tell you something. There is nothing that equals. There is nothing, of course, if it doesn't equal, it doesn't even surpass, come close to, nearby, or what have you, that because of him, we have redemption. Through, how? His blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. The word redemption is mentioned about 50 times in the King James Version of the whole of the Bible. It's mentioned in different ways. Redemption, that is. Monetary redemption. There's kinsman redemption. Uh, redemption. Uh, there's also soul redemption. Other types of redemption as well. And you're familiar with redemption. You know, you get a coupon and you go to the store and you redeem it for a 12-pack of Pepsi or something like that. You, you all like that stuff. And, uh, and I do too. And I like most of all, though, that Jesus gave his life so that we might be redeemed by his blood of our sins because of his love for us. I want to talk to us just a little bit about the beginning, what I'm calling the beginning, of the redemption process. And we're going to go to Dr. Luke's book, chapter 1. And we're going to read just a few verses from the King James Version 68 through 71 about the Lord Jesus Christ as a young child, as a babe, and the redemptive process that began many years ago. The scripture says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. Here's one of those places where the word redemption or redeemed is used. And it's talking about right at the very beginning when the Lord Jesus Christ, the child, was born. And it's talking about the fact that God the Holy Ghost was the father of this beautiful child. And the redemptive process is started. And here is what it is saying about the Spirit of God. He hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. We're getting the Christmas story here in a lot of ways. We're getting the story about how Jesus began through the Spirit, by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the redemptive process. And they're talking about the mouth of his holy prophets, which have since been, since the world began. That we think about it, this redemption coupon 
if you'll pardon the sloppy way of saying that, I suppose, that this redemption process, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that is written. Now, we're continuing in the thought, in the mainstream of the redemptive process of the babe Jesus Christ, who hath through the Lord visited all the world of Israel and has redeemed his people because of this birth. Verse 23, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. This was the greatness of God's miraculous work of the birth of mankind. But we're talking about more than just the birth of mankind. We're talking about verse 24. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem. Here is one of the prophets. His name was Simeon. And he was a, a good man, just man, devout. He was waiting for the moment. The scripture describes it, the consolation of Israel. The Holy Ghost was upon him when this began to happen. We're talking about the process of redemption. We're talking about a time when Jesus was being born. We're talking about Thanksgiving week many, many, many years ago. We're talking about the fact that this week could not be if it had not been for that week. Thank God for that. And as Simeon is there, the Bible describes him as a just man. He was devout and he was waiting. He didn't know how long he had been waiting, no doubt, because he wasn't punching a time card. And he did not have a counter that told him what time and day it was going to happen. But he was there waiting. He was there with his heart open to the fact that God said that there was going to be a child. That there was going to be a Messiah. That there was going to be the Holy One to deliver Israel. That there was going to be a Thanksgiving week like you would never believe. Oh, thank the Lord. It was real, revealed unto him, verse 26, by the Holy Ghost, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you were to translate that into today's language, today's culture or people, and somebody would say, I am not going to die until I see the resurrection. You would be so skeptical. And by the way, if you weren't, you should be. If you uh, had any doubts, they would be justified. Because that is not the way the Lord does it now. But that is how the Lord did it then. And the Holy Ghost was up on, uh, up on Simeon. And he, he told him, You're, I want you to know, you just keep being faithful. You just became... Keep your eyes upon what the Lord is doing. 
There's going to come a day, there's going to come a moment, there's going to come that split second of time when through the door it's going to come the Christ child. It's going to happen. The Bible tells us in this sequence of scriptures in Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 20, that after the process, or as the process is beginning, that the shepherds, yes, this is a Christmas story, it's part of it, that they return glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. In eight days now, Samuel don't know how long, we do know that he waited until. The shepherds did not know what they were going to, but they knew that they were going to. Something that was unbelievable. That had never been written in the annals of man's history. Something that had never been subscribed to. I mean, ABC, CBS, CNN, they did not even have advanced to be there for this occasion that day. But that day it came. And the shepherds, after they had witnessed and worshipped the Christ child that the angels had told them about, they returned to their fields rejoicing, getting ready to go back to their duties. And after eight days, let me tell you something about the process. After eight days, verse 21, were accomplished that the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which so named, was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. you talking about a process, folks. You're talking about a process that has been laden with the mystery of the, let's even say fellowship, that God has done to the world of that day that transcends to this day. The circumcision was of the law. Jesus was not here to destroy, was not born to destroy the law, but he was born to fulfill the law. The process is happening. The redemption process is happening. And when those eight days were taken place or had elapsed, the Bible says in verse 22 that the days of Mary's purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished. And they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. I'm talking about Thanksgiving. We probably won't think about this when you go to carve your turkey, you probably won't go to think in any way about this when you begin to eat that cornbread stuffing. I guess in my daughter-in-law's case, it comes from a box, don't it? Yeah. Anyway, we won't think too much about this at that time. But let us think now about what is happening that the redemption, we're going to sing in a little bit, uh, I Am Redeemed. I think that's the title of the song. I Am Redeemed. Is that close enough? Close enough. 
It's going to be a, I feel like it's going to be a glorious time when we sing that. And what a song to sing Thanksgiving week, by the way. I am redeemed. What a thing of Thanksgiving that is. And it will always be because of what the Lord did, has done for us. Hallelujah. And so when Jesus, the family, Joseph, Mary, when they came into the tabernacle, the eight days had been accomplished. This is still according to the law that it might be fulfilled to present Jesus to the priest so that he might be circumcised. For the Bible says that in verse 27, And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, the priest, this is what he did, he took him up in his arms, and he blessed God. And as he held the babe Jesus, the consolation of Israel, took him up in his arms. Oh, what a thanksgiving day that was. He blessed God. And this is what he said. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Read it with me, verse 30. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before me the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Oh my goodness. Thank the Lord. I'm telling telling you right now, it's hard to stand still here today when I think about this time of redemption. It occurred a long time ago. I don't know how long ago it occurred occurred for you. My my time was October 28, 1956. You've heard me say that. What a day that was when Jesus came into my heart to bring a light, a joy, a peace. Talking about Thanksgiving. Talking about Thanksgiving. I want us today to understand that this is just not a week of festivities. I've visitors coming and going. This is not a week just of eating and enjoying everything. All that is good, but there is nothing like the thanksgiving that has been brought through the process, the redemptive process of the Lord Jesus Christ to this world. This is what Simeon did. He blessed Mary Joseph, Jesus, He said unto the mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. A sword shall pierce to thy own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now, this is an interesting part to me. Of this story. There was a lady. In the temple at that time. She was the daughter of Hanel. Her name was Anna. Verse 36 describes her. As a prophetess. 
and she was a tribe of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age. She was close to a hundred years old. She had lived with her husband seven years, and then she had been a widow for 84 years. And she never, never departed, according to the scripture, verse 37, from the temple. She served God in many ways with fastings and prayer. This is what happened to her on her Thanksgiving week. She came in the temple at that instant and she gave thanks unto the Lord and spoke of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. The process of redemption carried over to her. I don't know how you personally would feel like that, but being a person not as old as Anna was, but to know that I had been waiting for this moment in time and that I had been serving the Lord, waiting faithfully, telling people what I was waiting for. And then that moment, I'm going to call it a Holy Ghost moment because I'm going to tell you there was nothing in the world that could describe the moment that Luke described to this woman as she, Anna that is, experienced that day. And she no doubt wept and she no doubt rejoiced when the Spirit let her know that that child that had entered the temple was the hope of Israel, was the hope of all mankind. The Bible says concerning this great deliverer, this one of great thanksgiving, as recorded Mark's words, chapter 10, verse 45, said, He came into that temple, but not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The redemption process is underway. And so it is as the redemption process is underway. We think about the fact one of the most notoriously well-known scriptures of all time. Say it with me when I begin to read Chapter 3, verse 16 of John. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but everlasting, but have everlasting life. Yes, indeed. Redemption for the world. Redemption for every man, woman, boy, and girl here today. This week we... Re- We celebrate every day as a redemption day. This is the day that we have been redeemed. If our sisters would come at this time to get us ready for this song, I would like for us to 
talk about for just a few moments that God therefore made you free and whoever believes in him you will not perish but you'll have everlasting life. How is it going to happen? It's going to happen through the redemption process. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 through 19 The scripture says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold. No, it didn't happen that way. But from vain conversations received from your fathers. But this is how it happened. With the precious blood of Jesus. As a lamb without blemish and without spot. I am redeemed. Fanny J. Crosby wrote this song, and of the song that she of the eight thousand songs, more or less, that she wrote, this is one of the songs that she wrote. Other songs such as "Pass Me Not," "Gentle Savior," "Blessed Assurance," praise Him. But on this day, in my heart. And in my mind, because of the Lord and His inspiration, I share the worship of I Am Redeemed on this Thanksgiving week, 2021. Would you stand with us as we sing and worship this song in the Lord, in the song. Praise God.
Father, as we come to the close of this service this morning, we're so grateful for your love of your Son and your Son's love for us that he gave his life, Lord, that we might be able to experience, even sing about being redeemed. Lord, if there is someone here this morning that has not reached that place in their life and they wish, Lord, to come to this altar right now, even as we pray, we ask, O oh Lord God, that you would move and that they would understand that it is your spirit that is drawing them to this place. Father, right now, as we bid thanksgiving blessings to all of our congregation that is gathered here, those that are listening and watching otherwise, we pray, God, for them as well. Bless each and every one this week, we ask. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.